0: Uh, So it's been an incredibly uh, fascinating conversation about whether or not the Republicans have already lost the Obamacare fight before they begin. Here to talk about the latest with Obamacare and matters international is Fred Barnes with the Weekly Standard. Fred, so glad to talk to you.
1: Uh, glad to be here, and particularly to talk about Obamacare.
0: So apparently, the Republicans have already lost the fight; they've already lost the twenty fourteen elections, and Hillary's just waiting to be sworn in. Based on the media <laughs> coverage I saw of the debate over how to handle funding Obamacare,
1: it is. You know, it's uh, just generically speaking of what happens in Congress. Whenever Republicans pass some uh, something, um, and and it would be tough getting through the Senate, it's already declared dead. And uh, why are they doing this? And uh, has no chance of passing the Senate. The opposite is not true. The Senate may pass something. Remember the Senate's budget? Uh, they passed a budget. It would raise taxes by a trillion dollars uh, over 10 years. But was it declared something the House will never pass? No, it was It was the Senate budget that got passed, uh, the Democratic budget. Anyway, uh, obviously, uh, Republicans haven't lost yet. And whether they win or not on the Obamacare issue right now in the next few weeks is it, not going to be determined by whether uh uh defunding of Obamacare passes because it's obviously not uh Republicans may get something they may get very little legislatively, but by hyping the issue by keeping the issue in front of the voters, we see a phenomenon as i 'm sure you've noticed Michael of the popularity of Obamacare going down and and actually uh going up uh in a number of polls has been uh the desire to repeal it now. Defunding it now is not popular at the moment, and that's not going to happen that 's not where the uh, Republicans do have leverage, but they do have leverage on uh, uh particularly on some of the smaller things that are are particularly unpopular and and actually counterproductive in Obamacare, including the taxes and they can and they can talk about them they shouldn't stake everything on defunding Obamacare because that's not going to happen, although there's a rationale for doing that, but uh keeping the issue alive and talking about it is very
0: smart. Uh here's here's a strategy that seems like it would work to me Fred and you tell me what i'm missing here. They've got houses okay. orders, You send a budget with no Obamacare. The Senate wants to rip, you know, add the Obamacare back in. Uh, Ted Cruz and the gang force every democrat to vote in favor of Obamacare before, you know, in this in this 60 vote fight. Harry Reid realizes he can't move anything forward, so he sends it back to the house and now the house can negotiate. And they can, pat, they can write it and they say, here's all your Obamacare funding just with two little codicils. One, Congress has to go back to being covered under Obamacare. The deal Obama gave them is gone. And two, whatever you do to the employer mandate, and they got a year delay, you have to do to the individual mandate. Individuals don't have to pay the tax for another year either. One, And then send that back and let. Harry Reid and President Obama explain why they absolutely have to have special treatment for Congress and special treatment for businesses over employees. If the Republicans win those two things, Fred, I think they win. Period. I think that's a home run.
1: Yeah, obviously, there you'd win uh, uh, not only rhetorically but you'd win legislatively. The uh, here's one problem with that. You know, Harry Reid has said um, you have to get 60 uh, votes. We need 60 votes to get. Uh, the Obamacare, the House bill on the floor, um, and they'll probably get that, you know, get cloture, because a number of Republicans will vote for it. Then he said we only need a majority, uh, a a 51-vote majority, in order to take uh, out, in in, in order to put the funding of Obamacare back in the bill, Mm -hmm. then we'll pass it and send it to the House. Um, If Harry Reid can pull that off, then uh, Republicans have less leverage, and they may not be able to achieve as much, but uh, look, they can they can continue uh, uh, fighting this, and I want to go back to one point and why uh, Ted Cruz and Mike Lee and Rand Paul and others who want to defund uh, Obamacare now are not stupid. You know, they're not. You know, well, uh, the Democrats say, oh, Ted Cruz is just running for president. Right. Well, that's nonsense. He has a good argument here, uh, although maybe not the leverage. And it is that once you start giving people money, you start subsidizing their health care, you're paying them off, you're you're giving them other people's money mm-hmm. in order to get something from the government, it is extremely hard to take it back. Right. Whether it's food stamps, whether it's disability payments, no matter what it is, it's hard to take it back. And that's what starts October 1. That's what the Obama administration has been so eager to get started, even though they're obviously not ready to. Right. Uh, so... Uh, all, all this attacks uh, by other Republicans, even on on Ted Cruz, I think uh, I think they ought to look at at uh, the facts there and see why he's doing what he's doing, and there's a rationale for it.
0: You know, Fred, I urge people to look upon Ted Cruz the same way you'd look upon President Obama's uh, credible threat of force in Syria, which we know was <laughs> unbelievably small. You know, Ted Cruz's threat isn't much because of you said because of the math, but it's something. Yep. And it gives a little bit of heat. It puts a little bit of heat so that if you can get into a negotiating position, mm-hmm. Republicans can negotiate some parts of Obamacare away. And if they can negotiate those two ugly things I just described, mm-hmm. that's a, it, it reminds people, as you have pointed out, how much they don't like the bill. It reminds everyone how politicized it is. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me is I tend to agree with the shovel money at people wins their votes argument. Mm-hmm. But this thing is in such bad shape. The New York Times reporting today, for example, that low income families who are getting subsidized care are going to have very limited health care choices. They're going, to, yeah, not going they, to be able to enroll yeah, one, in the programs remember, they want. Remember, They're going to hate
1: that. Yeah, remember what President Obama promised, you know, you'll be able to keep your own doctor. Well, right. probably not. And so, uh, uh, You won't be able to, particularly if you're somebody who's being subsidized, because you pick your own doctor, it's probably going to cost more, yeah. and they don't want to pay it. So, look, Obamacare, oh, the, the Cruz argument, uh, once they start uh, subsidizing these people, it doesn't mean that Obamacare... Can't be repealed, substantially changed, and so on. But it just makes it harder once people are actually getting uh, checks from the government.
0: I-, I want to ask you because you know, uh, Capitol Hill. There's a lot of conversation along the lines of Ted Cruz. Uh, you know, is hated because he's an outsider, and the, all the insider good old boys like you know, they like the graft, they like the system. Is that really what's going on, based on your observations, Fred? Well, that's a part of it.
1: Um, but they uh, look. The truth is, in the House, in particular. Uh, the leadership has been very cautious, and I think too cautious. Uh, in the Senate, um, almost as cautious, but, but not quite. Actually, who would have thought that uh, uh, where he doesn't have a majority, uh, Mitch McConnell, the minority leader, would be uh, uh, pretty bold at sure. times. Uh, and yet, but, uh, uh, you know, Ted Cruz, a part of it is all the other senators have been, and uh, and, and House members, or most of them, have, have been there longer than Ted Cruz. And, you know, they, well, I have seniority. Who's this upstart doing this and so on? And, uh, you know, it is to Ted Cruz's credit that he brushes that stuff aside. You know, the huffiness that Senator Dianne Feinstein, the Democrat from California, got into right. in a, at, a, at a House hearing. Uh, the more Ted Cruz uh, sounds off, the more these attacks get angrier and angrier on him. The more effect he 's having.
0: Let me ask you about a, a treaty that the Senate would have to approve a treaty with Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Iranians have now discovered peace, love and understanding. they're ready to cut a deal. is that right yeah, well,
1: you know, and they not only do they want to cut a deal, they've called in the, the man to be the deal maker and And you can guess who it is Vladimir Putin they <laughs> want he, the Iranians have already to talk to him and, and, uh, and they like a deal because they see great weakness on the part of the United States and president obama in particular you know what it what was gained uh in the the only thing that was gained in the deal with the syrians is that uh, obama didn't have to bomb and and uh, would upset his day if he had to do that uh the truth is assad is more powerful than ever more in in uh, uh entrenched uh than beforehand and it will be at least a year before and probably more uh before they ever destroy any of the chemical weapons that he's supposed to be giving up during that time, it means that an attack on on uh, on Syria is off the table, which means it's permanently off the table. And uh, so uh, they would like the Iranians would like something uh, equivalent. They like the sanctions, the economic sanctions, particularly the banking sanctions, which have really started to bite in Iran. They like those taken off the t- off the table, and uh, and they and in return they'll give something vague. Uh, about, uh, you know, we'll send some of our enriched uranium to the Russians to keep or something like that. And it would be the same thing. We, as we depend, as we, the U.S., depends on, in the Syrian deal, on, on, uh, Assad and Putin. And what they say is, uh, it's just their word. And it would be the Iranians' word and Putin's word, uh, in a deal with Iran, too. And you know how much that's worth.
0: If you can't trust the Iranians and the (laughs) Russians, who can you trust, Fred Barnes? (laughs) Really,
1: it is. Look, this is what we're facing in the uh, uh, Obama era, and the and the thing that's particularly galling to me is is Obama and some dem some many many Democrats who know better have fallen in line and are calling this a triumph. You know, (laughs) Assad who has uh, gassed. uh, uh, more than fourteen hundred people of his own people, and a hundred thousand people have been killed in this uh, war. Most of them rebels trying to overthrow his government, and and he gets a pass now as long as he turns over his chemical weapons, and, and that will be such an arduous task. Can you imagine? And and particularly the UN inspectors who yes. will be involved are uh, are are not the toughest people. And what we have, there's a great article by Leon Aaron of the uh, a Russian expert in the. Uh, American Enterprise Institute today, and he points out that what Putin wants to do is throw the thing, as he did with Syrians, and now with the Iranians, throw it into what is called the U.N. process. And you get bogged down in that, and it's very hard to get anywhere in a hurry. Uh, And, of course, the first thing that you have to give up on is any use of military force.
0: Of course. Fred Barnes, you have nailed the situation. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it.
1: As ever, I enjoyed it, Michael.